Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 264. Look at Acts chapter 14, verses 8 through 18. Let's read our passage. In Lystra, a man was sitting who was without strength in his feet and had never walked and had been lame from birth. He listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk around. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the town, brought bulls and wreaths to the gates, because he intended with the crowds to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd, saying, People, why are you doing these things? We are people also, just like you, and we are proclaiming good news to you, that you turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. In past generations he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. Paul and Barnabas had been at uh, Antioch Pisidia, and then having been driven out of town, they traveled 90 miles to the east to the, the town of Iconium. There they proclaimed the gospel, and a crowd was stirred up, and they were driven out of town again, they traveled south into the region of Lyconia, and they come to the town of Lystra. That's where we pick it up in verse 8. In Lystra, a man was sitting who was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame from birth. Notice the repetition three times. It's, uh, it's, It's just to make the point here of This isn't a guy who sprained his ankle two weeks ago. This isn't a guy who had a broken leg. This is a man who was lame from birth. So he was without strength in his feet. He had never walked. He had been lame from birth. In case you missed any one of those, this is a man who could not walk, had never walked, had been born unable to walk. So this is a lame man. Verse 9, he listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet, and he jumped up and began to walk around. So Paul sees that he has faith. Now, is this some kind of supernatural discernment from the Holy Spirit? Or he just sees the look on his face that this man is is eagerly listening to the gospel? Probably a little bit of both, but Paul sees that this man... Well, he wants to be healed physically, but he also wants to be healed spiritually. And so Paul uh, pronounces healing on him, physical healing. And the man jumps up and begins to walk around. So this is one of the signs and wonders that we had seen before, where God authenticates his message of the gospel with the wonders, the signs, the healings. And that gets people's attention. So here a man lame from birth, who is healed through the Holy Spirit, and he begins to walk around. Verse 11, when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Lyconian language, 
the gods have come down to us in human form. Now, the town of Lystra is a Roman town. It was set up by the Roman government, and there's a lot of Roman citizens there, but not everyone. And the official language of Rome was Latin. And people who were Roman citizens living there as part of the Roman colony would probably speak Latin. So this says they spoke in the Lyconian language. So these are probably the, the native people of the area of uh, Lyconia. And they're speaking in their own language, a language which Paul and Barnabas don't speak. So seems to be a time delay before Paul and Barnabas really respond. And the, pro- the problem is probably that they don't know what these guys are saying. They're proclaiming the wonders of God in probably Greek, but this response that the people are having is in this Lyconian language, and Paul and Barnabas probably don't speak that. And so what they're saying, Paul and Barnabas don't realize. They may think these guys are responding to the healing, which they are, but they're pouring their own interpretation into that. So they say the gods have come down to us in human form. Verse 12, Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. So they're calling Barnabas Zeus, the the father of the gods, and Paul Hermes, who's the messenger of the gods. And they think that these are the Greek gods that have come down to them. Then verse 13, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the town, brought bowls and wreaths to the gates because he intended with the crowds to offer sacrifice. Now this is the point where Paul and Barnabas figure out what's going on. And so verse 14, the apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd shouting, people, why are you doing these things? We are people also just like you and we are proclaiming good news to you that you turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. So the uh, response of Paul and Barnabas here is to tear their robes. This is a Jewish custom. You tear your robes when you're in great mourning. Some of you have been told that your family members died. You tear your robes. Great distress, something terrible has happened. You tear your robes. Or you hear blasphemy, you tear your robes. And so we see examples all through the Old Testament in each of these cases where something terrible happens. You tear your robes. Paul and Barnabas being Jews, they react in the, the Jewish custom. They, they tear their robes because these people are elevating them to the status of gods. And they say, no, 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 we are not the Greek gods. We are people just like you. And we're here proclaiming the good news, proclaiming the good news. That's that, that verb, euangeliano, which means to proclaim the good news, the euangelion, the good news. And the good news is you turn from these worthless things to the living God. The worthless things being, now this is somewhat of a slap in the face saying, hey, this uh, priest of Zeus here at the temple of Zeus, that's These are the worthless things. But any religion that would elevate people to the status of gods, there's got to be something wrong with it. And so they're just proclaiming the the cold, hard truth. Now, they've got the legitimacy of the miraculous healing that everyone has witnessed. That's why they think they are gods. So no one can argue with their authority. No one can argue. These are the people that they think are gods 
who are now telling them that the religion you're following is worthless. And the one God we want you to follow is the one who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. Verse 16. In the past generations, he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons by filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Now, this is what we refer to as grace or revelation. There is the idea of a general revelation, that is, a revelation which is available to anyone. Anyone who will open their eyes and look at nature can see that there is a God. But then there's also special revelation. That's the revelation which comes directly from God. And biblically, we see that via the prophets, the prophets of the Old Testament, or the apostles, or Jesus Christ himself. This is special revelation. It's not available to just anyone who looks. It, It comes via God's messengers. Sometimes it comes via angels. That special revelation. And the same thing with God's grace. There is a God's specific grace that gets applied to a specific person or group of people. Then there is general grace that's applicable to everyone. The, the Bible says the rain falls on the wicked and the righteous. So anyone plants crops, there's rain that comes on it. You don't get the rain because you deserve the rain. It's not God's special grace on you. It's all for everybody. Everyone can enjoy the rain. Everyone can enjoy the fruit of the fields. Everyone can enjoy just the uh, the happiness and joy that comes from being a person and uh, being a part of, of life in a community. So these are the things that Paul's pointed out here, that God may not be applying some special revelation to you pagans, But you have been able to enjoy this general grace that everyone enjoys. Although that is changed as of today. We are here with the special revelation of the gospel that you, who've been separated from God in the past generations, no longer are separated from God. You can enjoy a relationship with God too. Verse 18. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. So they, uh, they've stopped the crowds from sacrificing, and only because they think they are gods, and they're saying they're not, you know, what's going to happen here? Are the people going to turn on them and say, how dare you impersonate the gods? But the signs and wonders, that's, what are you going to do with that? There was the miraculous healing of a man who, you know, Luke makes the point here in big way that, uh, Yeah, he was lame for birth because he never walked and he was without strength in his feet. This was a guy who was lame, had always been lame, had never walked. Everybody in the town knew this guy and had known him from birth to be unable to walk. And then suddenly Paul proclaims this healing. What do we do with this? Now, God provides these signs and wonders as an authentication for his message, the gospel. But the problem is, the people are then applying their own interpretation. They're not linking it to the gospel. They're linking it to their own understanding of things. And it's uh, the, the challenge to Paul and Barnabas here is to connect it to the gospel to get them beyond their own 
worldview, their own interpretation, and say, no, your worldview is wrong. And the signs and wonders that we're bringing to you are authenticating the message we are bringing to you. But they've got the attention, and as always the case, there are people who believe and people who won't believe. And that's the case for us today. We bring the message of the gospel. There are those who will believe and those who won't believe. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working the book of Acts.